You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network. Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Jet Show. I am Tom Tuttle alongside my co-host of Fantasy Fuel as well, John Eddie Jr. How you doing, John? Doing awesome. It is time to talk free agency. It is here. We can finally have real news, substantial <laughs> news, not just a bunch of um, what-ifs. So, uh, yeah, right. let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, first, we got to talk about the news that is taking a hold of all of sports because there is no sports right now. And that is the CBA for the NFL. Um, the only thing I really want to touch on is now the jets have a chance to make the playoffs <laughs> because there's going to be seven teams in the AFC that can make it. Yeah. So this is actually good news for the jets, even though I think it's bad news for the NFL. It's I don't not, like it, but I, yeah, and most of the players didn't like it. Now, this is the thing about the CBA that I was reading. It barely passed. It was just right. over a thousand votes to like nine hundred and fifty votes, and about five hundred didn't vote at all. And a lot of the people wow. that didn't vote at all didn't like the deal, but they didn't go out and vote against it. So we've mm. got a seventeen-game season incoming. We've got an yep. extra playoff team incoming, which means there's only going to be one bye week. So there's going to be a lot of differences in a yeah. short span here that the uh, NFL players are going to have to get used to. Yeah, what it means is if the Jets actually do become the seventh seed, and it just means they got to play the second best team in the AFC, which would mean we probably wouldn't win that game anyway. <laughs> probably the Patriots. Who knows who it's going to be? But yeah, it's uh, it's something I'm is I'm semi sort of excited for and I'm also disappointed that it got that it got passed because seven teams just seems weird. The whole reason I don't like the NBA style of playoffs is because eight teams. It's it's, it's half more of than the half league. The league that makes the playoffs and it doesn't make sense cuz if you're a 50% like if you're a mid team that just right. barely gets 500 sometimes even under 500 in the NBA the the east was so bad for a while that teams were making it at like 39 and 43 or whatever it was and he's like I'm not excited to see them go against the number 1 seed it's going to be a bloodbath most times and why even do it yeah, pretty much exactly the point. The eight seed never beats the one seed ever in the in the NBA, and I, I mean the NFL is different because it's a one game thing, so anything can happen. But the the chances of a seven beating a two is probably pretty slim. But we're gonna find out what happens because it's it's here. We're it's gonna here. have it. You got to what for ten years or whatever is what they do CBAs for. So. We're mm-hmm. going to have it for a while unless some giant amazing thing happens that they go on strike and we can't help it, but I don't see that happening. Right. Um, so that won't be hindering 
the NFL season, but what might be hindering the NFL season would be what is hindering all of sports right now. And that is entire world. Yeah. It's COVID-19. So do you think COVID-19, the coronavirus will make the NFL suspend any part of its season? Well, let me preface it by saying, I think the NFL is doing the right thing right now by starting the season. They can still do these transactions while, you know, flights are suspended and we shouldn't yeah. be coming into contact with others. You can do video chats and conferences and mm-hmm. you can do all that stuff remotely. So it was good that they started the season now and got this stuff underway so that there is at least a chance that we can start the season on time if the coronavirus doesn't go stupid and make us right. shut down the entire country for months at a time. I am hoping that's not going to be the case, but at least we have a shot at a season starting on time. Right. And we don't really know what's going to happen in the summer as well, because some people say it might die down in the summer, which would be great. That would be perfect. Let's, yes. Right. Let's hope that that, 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 that does happen and uh, we can get back to normal life. Um, but I, what I want to talk about for the Jets today, other than the fact that we have a better chance of making the playoffs now, <laughs> is the best, the second best way I think we can make the playoffs. Now, obviously, last week, if you listened, we talked about the offensive line being horrendous and that we needed to address that. You know, and, obviously, have some, we addressed that today yet? Uh, let me look. Um, uh, let's see. The Jets' <laughs> current offensive lines, left tackle, none, left mm-hmm. guard, none, Center, none. Right guard, yep. Brian Winters. Right tackle, <laughs> Chuma Edoga. Um, yeah, that's it. No Jack mm-hmm. Conklin. Um, it's it's getting pretty slim pickings out there. Yep, and I don't know exactly what the Jets are going to do as far as the offensive line, but there's still a couple guys out there that we could get, and I'd be okay with either <laughs> one of them. But... I mean, it has to be the draft at this point. Yeah. Well, what else are you going to do? We, we can't there's just no go choice. out and get a bunch of no names. <laughs> yeah, there's no choice. There's no choice but go to the draft at this point for the for the Jets and the offensive line. But let's go on to what I think is the second biggest thing, is that's the wide receivers. We have an issue at wide receivers. We have Quincy Inunua, who has had so many problems. I mean, he's had neck surgery. I, this guy... When on the field is good, but he is never on the field. So that is a problem. Problem. It is a big problem. And I, I, I really like Jamison Crowder. I think he is probably the best piece we have right now, and we probably need to build around his talents as far as what we have at the other wide receiver positions. But we don't even know what's going to happen with Robbie Anderson at this point. I'd say he's probably the most likely wide receiver for us to sign because he's already been with the team. He's got this rapport to a certain extent with uh, Darnold. I don't know if Robbie Anderson wants to go somewhere else, though, if he's willing to chase the money if somebody else is going to pay it. I think he's happy with the Jets, but I think there's a couple of teams out there that would be willing to overpay for a wide receiver because the wide receiver market is not very big this year. So there might be a couple of teams... Perhaps the Eagles would overpay just to get somebody in there um, unless they're really just focused on the wide receivers in the draft. So if they're happy with what they see, you know, with uh, college guys coming out, 
then maybe the market doesn't go stupid because right. the guys on this list that we've got that we're going to talk about, there's not a lot of them that I would be very confident in paying too much money to. That's extremely true. Um, but somebody that will cost a lot of money if available would be Amari Cooper. And the Cowboys haven't signed him yet. Obviously they got, uh, they just tagged uh, Dak Prescott. So there's not going to be any Tom Brady there. And we're not, we don't have to worry about any of that, but we really, we really don't know how much Cooper's going to cost. And I think it's going to be more than what uh, the Cowboys want to pay for. So I think he's going to be available for the Jets to sign, but I don't like Amari Cooper for the Jets. It's just going to be too expensive for the Jets, and I, it's too expensive for what we get out of him. Right. Just put it that way. I think he's been inconsistent at the wide receiver position. I think he's made his mark. I think people know that he is good, but I just it's the inconsistency that I have a problem with when it comes to Amari Cooper, and I do not want inconsistency and an expensive contract. You know, it would have been a worthwhile contract. Uh, giving up a second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, I would have done that in a second. I don't know why we didn't even think about that. Come on, the Sam Darnold would have been drooling. Just we we did what? Oh. We we did what? We have oh my ha! Ah! Like it would have been the perfect storm for Jets fans, uh, like it was for Cardinals fans, since they're the ones that ended up with Hopkins. I don't every time. Every time one of these things happens, I'm always sitting there thinking, we could have gave up a first-round pick for the guy. Yeah. Why wouldn't we do that? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense on any of the sides that you look at it. Why was there not another team out there willing to give up more for DeAndre Hopkins if, in fact, Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins weren't seeing eye-to-eye? Why was the Texans organization siding with Bill O'Brien when DeAndre Hopkins has consistently been a top three wide receiver in this league? Exactly. It it doesn't make any sense. The trade to begin with, with the Cardinals, the Cardinals got an extremely good deal out of this. And I just, uh, I don't know, the Texans just makes no sense to me. And I would have loved to have him on my team. It would have, it would have just, it would made me super excited about the Jets this next year, but obviously that hasn't happened. We're gonna have to figure something else out, and maybe that something else is Emmanuel Sanders. Could be because he's available in the free agency as well. And again, I think this would be a more of a temporary thing because he's getting a little bit older. I love Emmanuel Sanders, though. I, I think he'd be perfect for the Jets. Um, last year he played 19 games, yeah, he did. Se- seven with the Broncos, nine regular season games with the 49ers. And of course he had three playoff games as well. He didn't even have a bye no, last he year. He never got a rest until the bye week of the playoffs. Exactly. And that to me, it shows me what kind of player he is. Not I mean, he recovered, <laughs> he recovered extremely well from the injury last year. And and extremely fast too. It wasn't just he kept recovered well. He was quick. He got yeah. back out there in a very good time frame. It was amazing when he went out there in preseason. I was like, why are they even putting him out there in preseason? And then he got out there and he was fast. I'm like, okay, yeah. he's good. Never mind. I got no problems drafting uh, Emmanuel Sanders in fantasy football. And exactly. he went to the Jets. I would like that. I think he would be a good fit. And I think yep. he would be fantasy relevant too. 
I absolutely agree with you. And I, I wouldn't want it to be a very long contract because he's getting up there in of age course. and he has had some injury issues in the past. But if the Jets want to go that route, I'm all in. I really like Emmanuel Sanders. What about a guy that we used to love back in the day that is a hometown, since we're in Wisconsin, a hometown <laughs> yeah. guy who has been off injured but had really big games here and there, Randall Cobb. Yeah, right now Randall Cobb to me is he's not a headliner. Um, he's basically a supporting cast type of receiver at this point, and I wouldn't mind having him for that. Uh, I think he's good enough to be a third receiver on a team, maybe a second at the very most. Um, and maybe if we can get him at a decent price, I'd be okay with it. I wouldn't want to overspend for Randall Cobb. Um, I'm not completely opposed to him at this point, but I'm not sure how much sense it makes to go after Randall Cobb. But if we really don't trust in Quincy and Nunwa, I don't mind getting somebody like that to fill that hole. That it would basically be a swap out. Um, right. If Cobb can stay even somewhat healthy, it would basically be a Quincy Anunwa fill in. I, I don't see it being a fantasy relevant fill in, but it would be a position of need if he can stay healthy. So, well, that's the thing. I think it comes down to health because when it comes down to health, it, Quincy Anunwa, if healthy, I'd rather have him than Randall Cobb. Right. But that's the problem. I don't think Quincy Nunwa has proven at all that he can stay healthy for an entire season. I mean, the longest he played was what uh, the year that Fitzpatrick was really good with uh, uh, Brandon, Marshall. Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. I mean, that was – and I thought Quincy Nunwa was going to be great that year. And I thought he was going to be great the next year and the next year, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So I think that's the biggest problem there. Um, and another guy that – I mean, he ended the season really strong last year was uh, Brashad Perryman. I never have been a fan of the guy, but last year he averaged five catches for 101 yards per game in his last five games. And he had uh, touchdown and he had five touchdown catches in each one of them. And not each game, but throughout them five games, he had five touchdown catches as well. So if that continues, and now, I can trust in that. For context, I would love to have it. <laughs> those five games, uh, he did not have Mike Evans. And yes. um, Jameis Winston was just chucking the ball no matter who was on the field. He ended up being the recipient of a lot of those uh, attempts. But I'm not 100% sure it was because Brashad Perryman was a good wide receiver. Now, if we could get him at a good price... It'd have to be a good price. I wouldn't mind it. But the problem is, and this is kind of making the point for him at this point, is that Mike Evans is not on the Jets. We don't have a Mike Evans. So maybe it would work. But I honestly, I would not want to overpay for this guy. If we got him and we overpaid for him, it would be a complete waste of money if it didn't pan out. So I I honestly rather just stay away. But I'd be okay if we got him at a good price. Now, the only other one on this list that I have seen that actually had a news article linked to him, linked to the Jets, was Philip Dorsett. Mm-hmm. Now, he's had a few good games, but he just can't seem to stay consistent at all, and that is with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, who right. we don't like to mention on this show. But <laughs> if he can't do it with that guy, 
how who's who's going to be able to make him good? I mean, we obviously this, love Darnold, but is he going to make Philip Dorsett good? That's the completely the point, and I I I I don't understand the Jets. <laughs> I I this is the one guy on this list that I really wanted nothing to do with because. It just doesn't make sense. Why would they grab him? He's proven nothing in the NFL. And yet that's the direction the Jets are linked to right now is Philip Dorsett. That's, that makes complete sense for how the Jets operate <laughs> because we always operate in backwards fashion. But I'd I rather have just draft a wide receiver. We don't need Philip Dorsett. No. That is not the option. He is not the answer. If you're going to go in any direction and you're not going to sign a wide receiver, it has to be in the draft. Do not do for uh, Philip Dorsett. It's not. It doesn't make any sense for the Jets to do that. Unless um, their plan, unless their plan is to draft a whole bunch of offensive linemen and maybe a cornerback and an edge rusher, whatever it is. If they're planning to go all trenches in the first like three rounds, what is there going to be left at wide receiver in round four? I mean, that's the only way it would make any type of sense, and I'd be perfectly okay with it if we got a bunch of offensive linemen in the sure. draft to <laughs> me that is the biggest need that is what we should address in the draft or in free agency with what's left out there i would that's the only way it makes sense to get dorsett at this point but there's somebody else out there i wouldn't mind having that's uh devin funchus um he missed basically all of last year with a collarbone injury and before that though he spent like four or five seasons i think it's four seasons with cam newton in Carolina, and 14 games with the Panthers in 2018, Funchess hauled in 44 catches with 549 yards and four touchdowns. Now, it doesn't seem like a lot, but I actually think Funchess could be a good option for the Jets because I think he might get overlooked in free agency. And I hope, hopefully, the Jets can obviously get a good price on him. I don't know how what the <laughs> price is going to be, but I think he's got potential to actually do something in the NFL still, other than Devin. Or uh, I'm thinking of uh, not Devin Funches. That's who I'm talking about. But other than uh, Dorsett at this point, Funches makes more sense for the Jets, and I wouldn't mind him at all as long as we're not overpaying for him. Now I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you here. Okay. Um, I have never ever liked Devin Funches for any reason. I tried him out the year after he started doing good with Cam Newton. I got him in one fantasy football league, and I have absolutely hated him ever since then. <laughs> I have no trust in him. I have no faith in him. I There was a time. There was a time where I was giving him the credit. All right, give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm done giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't I think hear he you. fits anywhere. Uh, he... He needs to go to a team that is not going to win, like the Jaguars, but they've got enough wide receivers, so it's got to be another team that's not going to win so he can get on the field and make some plays and maybe prove it again. Like he's, I think he's going to get a one-year deal somewhere, and if he can show it, yeah. maybe next year he'll be worth going after in free agency. Now, would you rather have Dorsett or Funchess? <sighs> I would rather have Dorsett mainly just because he was on the field more. I, I he at least is a warm body to get out there and can learn the offense. I have I have no faith that Devin Funches can stay on the field anymore. 
Okay. I'll let you uh, go with that. That's fine. I slightly disagree. Not a lot. I mean, I completely understand it. Um, tell me something, though. Would you rather have Demarcus Robinson? Again, he's <laughs> basically a warm body to get on the field. He is a, a playmaker at times. He yeah. can make something happen out of nothing. He can all of a sudden go off and have a big game. But right. and that was with Patrick Mahomes. Not saying Darnold <laughs> is bad by any stretch of the imagination, but he is no Patrick Mahomes. Well, there is a couple things that I can say about Robinson. It's one, he's young, so it gives him time to, you know, make a rapport with Sam Darnold if the Jets go in this route. And I think that he's shown that he can be a successful wide receiver in the NFL. Now, it's to me, it's unfortunate that he was with the Kansas city chiefs because they had a bunch of other places they could have gone. And I, I just think that it's someone that makes some sense for the New York jets at this point. He's young. He's got some time to, to make that rapport. And I think that that is the biggest key. If we're going to go in the draft or if we go with somebody young, like Robinson, I like it. Now, he's someone who could be around for a while. If we signed him for a long contract, I wouldn't want it to be a huge contract because again, he hasn't proven much, but I think that's a, a chance that he could have a long, hopefully successful career with New York and uh, Sam Donald. Now I do think out of this list, Demarcus Robinson is the one with the least possible way or least possible um, contract number uh i can't even i can't even think what i'm saying he i think his price range is pretty much already set i'll put it that way i don't think he is going to command any more money than what we already think he's going to like maybe five six million a year and that i think is a perfect uh place for him they can afford that and still put money into other spots in free agency if they get off their ass and actually go sign somebody, um, which right. we have not seen on day one. Obviously, it's nope. just day one, but the big names are falling like flies, and we got to go somewhere. And <laughs> out of this list, if they don't re-sign Robbie Anderson, and there's no chance at Amari Cooper, which I really mm-hmm. don't believe there is, and – if they don't sign Emmanuel Sanders thinking they have a window of one or two years, I think my safest bet would be Demarcus Robinson. I pretty much a hundred percent agree with you on that. Um, I don't have any problems with Robinson. I, th- I would just want something else. If we got Robinson, please draft another wide receiver at please. that point. Just give me something <laughs> that we can work with. Uh, I just, I don't know. Robinson is good. I don't think it would be enough to just get Robinson and say, all right, I think we're set. So I'm getting a little hyped up. Right. <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah. get hyped up? Right yes. now? Hyped up? Right now. Hyped up? Right now. All right. Now I'm hyped. I'm hyper than I was before. Yeah, all right. So obviously – there's a lot of options for the Jets to go out and get in free agency and in the draft. I mean, the draft actually has quite a few guys that I would absolutely love to have. But if the Jets do the right thing and they go after the receivers like we should, and the Jets could have a lot of, a lot of success this next year. Now, 
I know we need a lot of help in a lot of other areas. And obviously the offensive line being one of them, cornerbacks are something that needs to be addressed as well. I think the Jets have a really good chance. If we go out there and get some of these offensive linemen, some of these wide receivers, give us some weapons to give Sam Darnold. I just don't see that it's unrealistic that we can have a playoff team. I'm mean, especially with seven teams Say, in the first going to the playoffs. AFC number seven team in history. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think we could become a force to be reckoned with if we did the right moves this offseason. Do I trust the Jets to do that? No, I don't. <laughs> do, do I think? Do I think that we could do that? Yes, it's a possibility. And I think if we do that, we could be really, really good. And I'm obviously I'm ending it on a hype because I love just looking at the the optimistic side of the Jets. If we take the right steps in the positions that we need, we can be successful. We just need to get out there and do it. We have to do it, and we haven't make, done anything yet. Come make on. Make a believer out of us. Yes. Front office, everybody out there, just come on. Make make it so it feels like we want to win. <laughs> we need to win. We can be a playoff team. They weren't that far out last year. They probably would have been if Darnold wouldn't have went out there right. and got sick at the beginning of the year. It would have been a, at least a, a run at it more than right. we thought exactly. it was. It wasn't at the end of the year. Well, if these three teams lose the last two games and we win this one and somebody else does this and ties, <laughs> and we got a shot at the playoff. No, every they, year, every year, it's like I'm looking – Dude, man, if this team here loses the next three games, and this team loses the next three games, and this team only loses, only have to lose two, yeah. we we went out, we make it. I mean, I, this is pretty simple. I have heard all of your <laughs> playoff calculator inputs so many times this year. Hopefully, you don't need a calculator. You just know what seed are we going to beat. That's that's yeah, even what if we're looking for. Even if it's the seventh seed, give me it. I'll take it. Let's go. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us on the Back Row Jets show. Don't forget to mm -hmm. check out the Back Row Fantasy show. Don't forget to check out us on Fantasy Fuel. We just did our free agency episode, so mm -hmm. that was fun because it has been a whirlwind and some trades and all sorts of yeah. stuff going down, and it's just day one, so we got a lot more to get hyped up about. But again, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out those shows. Uh, if you're into audio dramas, check out The Veiled Monarch, The Veiled West, or very soon, We Be Pirates. It's going to be a fun, <laughs> fun summer for audio dramas. And, uh, of course, one more time. 